It's a great goal! Ronaldo coming to life! Harry Kill! Nakamura! Brilliant from Messi! Kakar and Gerard. Pressure now on Park Ji Sung. What pressure? Tim Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Welcome everyone, this is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. From fordiegos.com, my name's Rodrigo Rodriguez, and with me today, in his return, is my co-host, <laughs> Carlos Alberto Diego. Carlos, welcome to our weekly wrap of World Football. Thanks, Rodrigo. It's fantastic to be back. Uh, hello to our listeners also. On today's show, we'll talk about the English Premier League, the UEFA Champions League. We tackle the hot topic of the week and share a very special soft sombrero moment with new Adelaide United recruit, Zenon Caravella. So, Rodrigo, it's going to be another great show. Absolutely, Carlos. It is great to hear your voice. Uh, you've been sunning yourself over there in Corfu in Greece. But, uh, you know, let's get stuck into the hot topic and really looking forward to the interview with Zen and Caravella. Now, um, FIFA have been hit by uh, more corruption allegations where six executive committee members uh, have been accused of uh, taking uh, World Cup bribe claims around the 2018-2022 uh, World Cup bid. Um, now, Lord Treisman, or Treisman, uh, he's the former chairman of England's bid, made the allegations. Um, is this sour grapes, um, grapes coming from England, you know, under parliamentary privilege, I might add? Rodrigo, I'm just surprised it's taken so long to come out. Now, with the other two that, uh, that were actually suspended for over a year, uh, that's a third of the that's... executive committee of FIFA being uh, either embroiled or, uh, uh, you know, basically found out as, uh, as taking bribes or... or you know, uh, being untoward with the with the whole voting process. Uh, this is not a surprise to me. It's We've been not. saying this for a long, long time. Uh, the the fact that they actually uh, were allocating the two World Cups in the same you know bidding process was ridiculous. It lent itself to collusion. It lent itself to uh, a lot of corruption uh, or allegations of corruption. Uh, something's ap- actually happened, mm. uh, but we should leave it alone now because for me, it's no surprise. Well. My view is, can't we just let you know Russia and Qatar have their World Cups? It's done and dusted. You know, is this good? The other question I want to ask is: Is this good for Sepp Blatter in his uh, you know FIFA presidency re-election bid against uh, Mohammed bin Hammam? Because now he's going to come out as uh, you know someone who can really clean FIFA up, and uh, Mohammed bin Hammam, being a Qatari, may be indirectly embroiled in this. Rodrigo, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Mr. Wolf, the, the fix-it man, the guy who comes in and cleans <laughs> things. Right. Well, that's Sepp Blatter right now, and uh, Mohammed bin Hammam under scrutiny with this whole uh, you know the allegations of Qatar paying off. Uh, Exco members, uh, uh, 1.5 million, and uh, and I think uh, the fact that uh, that's happened, I think that uh, you know, Sepp Blatter, you've done it again, the great survivor of world football. Absolutely, I love uh, I love uh, Jack Warner, the FIFA vice president's uh, um, comment because he was embroiled in this a little bit as well. He laughed like hell when he yeah. heard uh, Lord Treisman, who uh, didn't leave in uh, in good circumstances, uh, the the bid committee for England. So um, yeah, interesting times ahead for uh, um, the uh, FIFA. So. So, you know, in a nutshell, um, just let it go. Well, we have to let it go, but it's no surprise, Rodrigo. It is absolutely no surprise whatsoever. And uh, Qatar and Russia, it's your World Cup. Thanks, Carlos. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Let us know your thoughts on the world game. Coming up, it's an Asia-Pacific Australasian wrap. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Every coach is in the last year of his contract. Some just don't know it. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diegos.
Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with new Adelaide United recruit Zenon Caravella. But first, Carlos, let's talk about the Australasian scene now. And uh, let's start with the Asian Champions League. Um, <laughs> Thank God it's over for Australian sides, Rodrigo. Well, That's all I've got to say about I that. I totally agree with you, Carlos. And let's let's first talk about uh, the game that took place at the Kashima Soccer Stadium in Japan. Kashima Antlers defeated Sydney FC 2-1 and really put Sydney out of their misery um, in this tournament. And uh, Sydney finished third, you've got to say, but uh, <laughs> but uh, they didn't have a very uh, strong group, you would have thought. Suwon and Kashima go through. But Sydney really uh, were outclassed in this competition. Exactly right. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, Rodrigo, unless Australian sides are very, very serious about this competition, do not enter and go on holidays early. That's what I say. Uh, Sydney have been as abysmal through this whole competition. They've shown little glimpses here and there, but really five points from the six games, just not good enough for a side that's uh, calling itself one of the one of the big Australian sides. And it's also Melbourne victory, and we've got to talk about them too. Well, they finished last in their group, uh, even though they showed a, a bit of pluckiness after they sacked Ernie Merrick after the first two games where they were embarrassed. Uh, three draws and a win since then. Not a bad little uh, result for member of Durakovic, but really... You know, it's not about uh, salvaging some pride. It's actually about qualifying for the next stage, and they just were nowhere near it. Oh, especially, I mean, let's talk about Melbourne victory just quickly. They uh, drew with Jeju United one all, and uh, they had an abysmal start to this campaign. They got uh, thrashed by Gamba Osaka 5-1 in the first game. And then, of course, Ernie Merrick, uh, the former coach, lost his job pretty much over that. Um, must, they were obviously leading up to it. But uh, I agree with you. I think, I think Melbourne victory, um, especially in the second half of this campaign, can kind of hold their head up high. And I think Mehmet Djurakovic needs a real pat on the back for this because he seems to have um, instilled in them a confidence to play. And, uh, you know, that goal from uh, Diogo Ferreira in in this game was just stunning. And, uh, you know, young bloke. Yeah, got to run. Fantastic for a young kid to get that sort of a you know uh, that sort of a goal in that 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 type of game. But you know th- there was a sense even through the game that uh, that JG were just much better than Melbourne Victory anyway. The, the boys were they played with some pride. Of course, Kevin Muscat's last game, uh, Robbie Cruz uh, going over to Germany last game for Victory also. So probably did it for a couple of the teammates. But the class golf is huge at mm. the moment, and uh, you know you can you can make up uh, for the class golf or the difference in class by motivation and uh, and organisation and, and just, you know, pure class. But, uh, but you know, Melbourne Victory just didn't show that enough during the whole tournament. Even in games when they did play well, there were, there were big patches of those games where they let the other side in and you just can't do it at that level. And the experienced ones, Gamba Osaka, defeated uh, Tianjin Teta 2-0 to take the top spot in this group. Uh, alongside with Tianjin Teta, they both go through to the next phase. You know, uh, you'd pretty much uh, could have been that happening at the start of this tournament. But uh, let's talk about the A-League now, Carlos. And uh, Nathan Tinkler, who's a, a mining magnate in Australia, in the uh, central coast of New South Wales, um, he saved Newcastle Jets, which is an A-League club. He's also pretty much saved a National Rugby League club in uh, the Newcastle Knights. He apparently, the billionaire, that's who he is, he's a billionaire, offered the A-League $25 million to prop up or even take out, take over the struggling competition. $25 million? That's yeah. almost petty cash for other codes in Australia. Well, it is petty cash, and really for A-League these days, the old inner cell that would have been a gold mine. but I think with the A-League, 
that uh, you know anyone who criticises the FFA not taking that deal really don't look at the fact that there's a lot more value in the A-League. Uh, don't look at uh, what happened last season. Uh, there was a lot of extenuating circumstances about crowds down, uh, TV ratings down and all the other problems that the competition had. For me, temporary. I think we had a lot of uh, great signs, uh, 50,000 plus at the grand final. The Melbourne uh, derbies always get big crowds and a lot of hype around that. Adelaide's doing it well at the moment. Perth will get it right this season with big crowds. Uh, I think $25 million is, a, is a pittance for the organisation uh, to accept. And, uh, and it's great that he's come out and tried to, um, you know, uh, save or so uh, supposedly save the competition, but I don't think he needs to do that. I think uh, you know it's good that the FFA haven't panicked and, and tried to sell it off to him. Don't get me wrong; you know how big of a fan I am of Nathan Tinkler. This guy uh, needs to be kept fairly fairly close to the breast of the uh, Football Federation Australia executive because <laughs> you know even though twenty five million to take over a competition isn't a lot, but it's a you know very generous offer. Um, and hopefully he keeps uh, he keeps you know really helping out the Newcastle Jets and uh, maybe even further down the track uh, invests in the game in Australia, which but would be fantastic. It's a model that we're trying to get away from, Rodrigo, where one person, the sugar daddy, comes in and uh, and he just uh, you know spends all the money. The Robin Abramovich type, uh, when they get uh, sick of their toy or a little bit bored with it, they might just walk away from it, and that that's a killer for Australian A League clubs. John Matheson did it with the North uh, Queensland Fury, and uh, you, you saw what happened to them. Uh, you know, it, it is very, very dangerous model, even though uh, you get tempted by it, you get seduced by it because of all the money that's involved. Fair enough, though. Nathan, Nathan Tinkler, as far as I'm concerned, stick around, mate. Um, yeah, you want him. You want him to look after the Newcastle Jets. Absolutely. But you, you, you sort of. You don't need to have him. You know, look after the A League competition. Fair enough. And uh, Melbourne is going to play host to a fantastic friendly. The Socceroos will take on Serbia in a bit of a rematch of uh, a World Cup game where Australia won two one. We were there, Carlos. It was a fantastic result. So yeah, Melbourne uh, fans will get an opportunity to see um, them, and then we also take on our Trans Tasman rival, uh, New Zealand in Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval, which will be fantastic for the game. I can't wait for those uh, those friendlies because we'll get to see the next crop of young kids coming through playing for Australia. Thanks, Carlos. Remember, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos if you want to get involved in a discussion. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with new Adelaide United recruit Zenon Caravella. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. <laughs> I've had teams before, but if you told them to put it in the mixer, they went home and laid concrete in their backyard. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up is a wrap of all things happening in world football. But first, the Australian domestic season may be over, but the transfer moves, the meat market, are on in earnest, Carlos. Uh, one high-profile move involved our guest today. Please, a big four Diego's World Football Weekly welcome to new Adelaide United recruit Zenon Caravella. Zenon, welcome to the show. How are you guys? Yeah, very well, mates. It's Rodrigo Rodriguez and Carlos Alberto Diego. Uh, congratulations on your move from the Gold Coast United to Adelaide United. Now, you were a start-up player with the Gold Coast. How tough was uh, the, de- the decision to move clubs? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was was tough uh, to move, obviously, because um, you know was I was there from the uh, from the um, start of the Gold Coast, and you know got to got to meet a lot of new people there, and. 
and uh, really, really settled in well with the family and everything. So, you know, once once you're happy and settled, it's hard it's hard to move. But um, yeah, I've I've been here now for probably just a little under two weeks, and yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. Then it's Carlos. Now the Diego's know that the Gold Coast uh, coach Miron Bloberg is a very emotional fellow. Uh, now tell oh. us the truth. When you <laughs> sat down with him and uh, told him that you were moving, were there tears? Did he beg you to stay? What was his reaction? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Miron Miron's very um, he's very animated, but no, there definitely wasn't any tears. I don't think he's the type of uh, person to shed any tears uh, with players leaving. But you know, he was. Uh, to be fair to Miron, he was happy for me. Um, you know, he uh, he said he'd never stand in my way if I, if I got offered a uh, a deal somewhere else, and um, you know, I was happy for that. And you know, we have good terms. He probably thought that you and he could, you know, headline a talk show or something like that. You know, both good-looking, good-looking young men. Uh, you know, we know he's got well, designs on that. Yeah, well, I don't know about myself, but definitely Miron. He'd, uh, I think, he'd fancy his chances as a. Uh, as a host of some sort, that's for sure. Most definitely. <laughs> now, we know that, uh, you know, look, the Gold Coast is a beautiful place to live. The climate's beautiful. And you also to play football. Now, you know, given the club's success uh, last season, what was it really that attracted you to Adelaide? You know, surely it wasn't the churches. <laughs> or maybe it was. Well, yeah, well, it could be the churches. I, I, I don't do too much praying at the moment. But, <laughs> you know, the wine, for one thing, is, is, is yes. what, I, uh, what I really like. But, um, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what attracted me to Adelaide either. Uh, I think it was, um, you know, I, I could see what they're doing here in Adelaide and and the, and the style of football that they're playing and the the type of players that they they're attracting to the club. It, it seemed like a like a nice fit for myself and and uh, yeah, I think I think football was the was the uh, the main the main attraction for myself. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to a, to a big season with um with the team. Now, Zenin, we know you well. We interviewed you once before, and it was nearly all all the interview <laughs> nearly was about you you and your wine business. Uh, the, you know your your love for your wine, and uh, of course uh, the Barossa Valley it hasn't escaped the Diego's that uh, that you're very very close there, and you moved to that area. Is it written in your contract that you can miss a couple of training sessions, <laughs> and maybe the odd game, because you've got to tour through the Barossa Valley over there? Yeah, that was that was, that was the first thing I put in my contract. I said, look, if I want to want to skip a game, an important semi-final game, because I've got to do a wine tasting. Is that possible? So no, but um, yeah, it's uh, look. I haven't actually been able to go to any of the uh, the wineries at the moment, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to it, and it's something I'll, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm definitely going to do that for sure. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, Adelaide is obviously famous for the Barossa mm. Valley. So, uh, you know, what what's the mail on the uh, type of grape that's in season at the moment, uh, Zenon? What, what the type of grape at the moment? Yes. Well, I think I think they've all been picked at the moment. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I, th- I think it's Shiraz. I think it's Shiraz for the Barossa Valley. That's yeah, cool. Zenon. Uh, <laughs> Rod- Rodrigo just drinks the wine. He, he can't make it. He's got no idea of making it. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. I don't. I don't know how to make these. I just drink it as well. Oh, that's so. good. Yeah, I tried. I tried to come out like I was knew what I was talking about, but uh, obviously didn't. Now, but um, let's get back to the football. You know, it was a pretty st- strange turn of events when it was announced that you know you'd be moving to Adelaide before the end of the last A League competition. You know, um, was it you know uncomfortable playing with teammates who knew that you weren't going to be around the following season? No, definitely not. Um, a few people have asked me that question before, but it's definitely not an issue because as a player and as a playing group, you always want to you know do the best. Um, while you're there at the club, and you know there was quite a number of boys that actually left the Gold Coast, um, but we were such a focused and I think tight new group of players um, that we uh, that you know there was only one thing on our mind, and that was that was to concentrate on going as far as we can, and whatever happens after uh, the season is you know it's 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 not important at the time. 
So no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't an issue at all. Well, Zinn, now that you've left them, you can tell us the truth about the club. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, it's well documented. You guys had a terrific team in the, in the couple of years you've been there, finishing the finals. Last year was particularly, you know, towards the end, you were playing your best football as, as a team and also individually. Uh, but there is a lack of engagement with the community and the club uh, in Gold Coast. It's almost chronic. I mean, do you think they could ever get it right? And why can't they get it right in the first place? Yeah, it's a good question. Um I think I think the Gold Coast it's 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 a small place to begin with, and um, you know we came in there at a time when the Titans had already been around, um, I think for two or three years beforehand, and done an enormous amount of uh, work in the community to uh, to engage their supporters. Um, so for another sporting team to come into to the Gold Coast, it was you know, and especially being a I think an NRL dominated town, I think it was very hard for um, for for the Gold Coast to to sort of get. Uh, people interested. I mean, there was a lot of people that loved loved coming to watch the games, but you know, for whatever reason, maybe couldn't afford to come and watch us in the NRL, or just you know didn't feel a part of it. I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I think it's uh, there was a lot of competition there, and um, you know, it's it, it was difficult. I think it's difficult for for all startup franchises um, going to going to the Gold Coast as a player. I think it'll be interesting to see how the AFL goes this year. Yeah, it will in, be. In terms um, of their supporters. Yeah, the Australian Football League have got uh, the Gold Coast Suns up at Gold Coast. Um, as a player, though, uh, when you played, pretty much, you know, what looked like empty stadiums on, on the uh, television. Uh, what's it like as a, as a player? Yeah, well, that's 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 not the. Um, we actually joke. There was a jo- there was a running joke in the team that we we preferred to play away games because you know <laughs> we'd get the buzz from the away crowd, and you know it was it was it, it's always nice to play in front of a you know a, a big home crowd. Um, yeah, but unfortunately we didn't have that um, at the Gold Coast, uh, so you know it, it, it can be a little bit demoralising. But you know, if you just focus on the game, you know, at hand, then you know you sort of you sort of try and blank it out. Now, Zedin, uh when you obviously make a move as a professional footballer, you do your due diligence on the club that you're intending to go to. Rennie Coolen, when he sat you down over coffee and tried to talk you into joining them, uh, what did he say he wanted from you as far as the, the type of play and uh, and uh, anything about your qualities that uh, particularly impressed him? Uh, well, we haven't really gone too much into depth about that, um, but uh, I, I have spoken to Rennie a few times uh you know, just briefly about what he what he what he liked, and you know, as I said before, that was one of the things that really attracted me to the club. It was, you know, he likes a free flowing game, and you know, likes to likes the whole possession of the ball, which is you know very important. And um, yeah, just you know, things like that. And I, I liked the I liked his philosophy on the game, and that for me was, um, you know, that was a very important factor in deciding, uh, you know, to sign with Adelaide. So. Looking forward to it. Well, Zenon, they're a they're an organised club. They've got a good coach. They've got a good list of players. And you're not a prolific goal scorer, but uh, you know you've had some uh, you know scored some cracking goals in your time. There were some beauties. Uh, will you celebrate uh, when you score against Gold Coast United next season? And uh, if you do, will you apologise to Miron before we let you go? Uh, give us the truth. Well, uh, look, if I, I I think I think the last goal I scored was. Well, before the the goal I scored last year, I think it might have been an under seven. So, you know, when I when I do celebrate, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna celebrate with a lot of passion. That's for sure. I might Depth. even take my shirt off again. But um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go and celebrate uh, and rub it into mirror. And I'll wait and see how he is before the game. I think that see how I go. I think that'd be a wise uh, choice there, uh, Zenon. Thanks for your time on World Football Weekly today. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, guys.
That was a special soft sombrero moment with uh, new Adelaide United recruit Zenon Caravella. Next up, it's a global football update, so stay tuned. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. One week they give you a Ferrari. The next week they give you the gas to get out of town. This has been a profound coaching moment by the four Diegos. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, we'd really appreciate your email at 4diegos at bigpond.com or on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Carlos, even though you've been away, you've been all over Twitter. It, it's been busy on Twitter, Rodrigo. <laughs> it's actually very interesting tweeting from Greece. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Does it have a, an ouzo smell to yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not flavor? sure. Yeah, it, it's, uh, well, you know, given that I was over there working for the Diego's Industries, yes. um, it wasn't uh, didn't have a lot of time, but it was. But we're all very busy on the tweet, so please uh, join us on Twitter. Absolutely, we'd love to know your thoughts on the game. Uh, that's four Diego's at bigpond.com as well. Carlos, let's uh, talk about the global scene and uh, the English Premier League is uh, really interesting at this time of the season. I know you don't think the English, you and Cactus, don't think the English <laughs> Premier League starts until about now. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> after Christmas, Rodrigo. <laughs> don't look at the ladder. Prior to Christmas. Right, fair enough. Well, let's take a look at the ladder, and uh, we've done this with Cactus and uh, Warren over the last couple of weeks, but uh, Manchester United really uh, had a really a, a crunch match, really, with uh, Chelsea, and uh, they defeated them, but 2-1. But uh, if Chelsea had won this game, they would have been equal on points with uh, Manchester United, but now Manchester United are six points clear and, and really need one more point out of the two remaining games to win the title again. Oh, this is a uh, uh, this is a, a victory for Sir Alex Ferguson, Rodrigo. He's got a, a team that, uh, without the stars, of course, Wayne Rooney is a world star, but you know he's been out of the side this season. They've still won without him. Uh, they've dropped points uh, incredulously at different times, uh, places like Wolverhampton Wanderers and and other, other uh, drop points inexplicably at different times, but they've really outlasted everyone. They're a fantastic collective and uh, really, you know, winning the Premier League, I don't, I, well, I don't think I'm, you know, talking ahead of myself. They need a point either out of Blackburn or Blackpool mm. in the last two games. Uh, it would be a, a travesty of justice <laughs> if uh, if they don't uh, get that point. But also made the Champions League final, Rodrigo. They're a gr- one of the great collectives of world football. They are, and that, uh, their, their one point will give them their 19th title, which takes them <laughs> uh, ahead of uh, their arch enemies, uh, Liverpool. And uh, don't you think they're going to love that, Carlos? Yes, and, and I'm sure over the last couple of weeks uh, our <laughs> listeners would know that Warren is a, a big Liverpool fan and uh, he won't be on the show for a while because he'll be in tears yes, uh, once uh, Manchester United... When Sir Alex Ferguson took over Manchester United back in the in the uh, mid eighties, uh, they were they had seven premiership titles to their name, That's whilst uh, Liverpool had eighteen. And he he actually uh, vowed to the world at that stage that he was going to catch Liverpool, and everyone laughed at him. And twenty uh, something years on. Uh, he's there, and uh, there's nothing to stop him from putting a few more on before he retires. It's a pretty amazing thing. And uh, you know, Ryan Giggs, this will be his 12th EPL title. Now, that's a record. That's unbelievable. That'll never be beaten. And he's one of the guys uh, who should be credited for their performance this season, too. He's been fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, Liverpool are continuing their great run. They smashed uh, Fulham 5-2, and our very own Mark Schwarzer had an absolute nightmare of a, of a game, really. He's 
he probably could uh, be, only be faulted for one goal. But uh, you know, when you see five goals go past you, my uh, my son uh, Maxi Rodriguez um, scored a hat trick in this game. Second hat trick, and I call it contract negotiation football at the moment, <laughs> that's Rodrigo. Right, that's he's right. sitting down working out the contract. Uh, it's amazing how he's really been anonymous uh, since he's been at the club. But the last two weeks, two hat tricks in a row from a midfielder. In- right. Incredible. And uh, Harry Redknapp's uh, Tottenham uh, have missed out on a Champions League spot. Uh, so you know, um, you know, are they a one trick wonder, or you know? Um, you know, good question, Rodrigo. Because uh, they uh, certainly are a team that did so well in the Champions League this year. Probably played above themselves. Uh, probably too much for them to to stay on the pace with Manchester City during the uh, uh, you know during the EPL season week in week out. So uh, they suffered a little bit. Probably the squad wasn't big enough, and uh, you know maybe it stretched Harry Redknapp's managerial abilities too. So it'll be remains to be seen whether they can fight back next year. They don't have any. Top uh, well, they, they I think Europa League there a chance for that, but uh, but certainly Champions League they won't have that next season. And what about Wolves uh, down at the relegation zone? They had a you know really good win over West Bromwich Albion three one to put them outside the relegation zone. So um, I think it was uh, Warren that said the three W's would go down, <laughs> but uh, he's sadly got a B W W now with Blackpool in uh, in the relegation spot. Oh now. yeah, but Blackpool are just such fighters, and uh, even Mick McCarthy didn't want to celebrate the uh, the win too early against West Bromwich Albion because he knew. That that there's some games to go and uh, anything can happen in those games. An interesting uh, bit of news here, Carlos. Uh, Ronaldo, um, the Brazilian uh, two-time World Cup winner, Ronaldo, um, he's just about to make his silver screen debut in Hollywood in a movie called uh, Open Road. Um, I well, can't imagine him acting. Actually, I'm surprised it's Open Road. I, I thought he was going to be uh, stuttering in Big Mama 3. <laughs> yeah, he's, yes. carried, he's carrying a little bit of extra weight these he days, is. Rodrigo. He really is. And uh, I'm sure he'd be suit for the, suited for the uh, lead role there. Uh, great player, but I'm not sure why they want to go into acting. I suppose... You know the the international football, South Americans, the Europeans, uh, you know the uh, you know the Latin type of footballs love to act and simulate. So well, maybe it's just a natural progression. Well, for them. it's it's a natural industry for them to get in. I, I love his uh, his um, thought. I'll study the film seriously to do it well. <laughs> Let's hope so, Mr. Ronaldo, because um, he probably doesn't need the money. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, Thanks, Carlos. Uh, That's it for this week's show. You can join us from 4diegos.com for your dose of world football every week here on World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Until next week, ole! Samba está animado O que eu quero é samba